platform for an in-depth look in economic matters with leaders and decision makers. This is BizTalk. A tale of nations intertwined, a symphony of collaboration in the making. Join us for a front row seat on an extraordinary journey where the remarkable saga of China-Malawi relations unfolds. Every time I come, I see that China has gotten to another level. In this episode, President Chakwera unravels the roadmap to a prosperous future forged through mutual trust. In fact, our goal would be uh, to have it doubled and tripled and, and quadrupled and so forth. And strategic collaboration. Uh, a system that makes it easy for us with the Africa continental free trade area to transport goods and services across the continent. Beyond bilateral ties, discover how the China-Malawi bond resonates across Africa, igniting the frame of collective progress. BRI is like the kind of uh, catalyst that gets us to achieve our goal. And explore the shared values that unite nations beyond political differences. We may be different, but actually, there's more that binds us than that which separates us. Embark on this illuminating journey where China-Malawi relations stand as a testament to the heights that collaboration can achieve. Join us on BizTalk as we uncover the essence of international partnership only on CGTN. President Chakwera, thank you for joining CGTN's interview. It's a great honor. Welcome to China, welcome to Changsha. Changsha is a bit different from those uh, gateway cities like Beijing, and Shanghai, mm -hmm. or Guangzhou, and probably most uh, foreign people would visit yeah. on their first stop as gateway cities, mega cities with tens of millions of people. Changsha in, in China is a second tier city, mm -hmm. but also with a quite a big economy. Right. Uh, what's your impression of Changsha so far? Because you uh, attended the inauguration ceremony for your general council here. Yeah, you know, um, this is a great city. And for you, it may be a second tier, it may be whatever. But uh, uh, for us, even when we're talking about uh, secondary cities and making sure that urbanization in Malawi becomes uh, so organized uh, as pillar number two of our uh, 2063 vision, um, we can see how that uh, we can borrow relief from here. Uh, we, you know, uh, you can't compare Beijing, you can compare some of the largest cities you have here. Uh, Malawi is uh, a, a beautifully uh, situated, uh, not even Hunan province would be too big for Malawi, you know, in terms of size. Mm -hmm. But uh, we can develop the cities there to meet the people's needs and be able to uh, still be developed as China is within our context. This is my, uh, this is the first time as president. Okay. The first time I came to China, I came with athletes for the 2008 Olympics. In Beijing. I was uh, chair of uh, sports council. Wow. And so now the fourth time I come, I come as president. I'm honored to be here speaking with you too, because uh, I also reported the 2008 Olympics. Is that right? Yeah, in Beijing, yeah. As a young reporter, uh -huh. yes, I was also thrilled by the experience, welcoming wow. so many international guests. Well, in fact, even when I look at 
just this space of time, uh, 15 years, I can see that every time I come, I see that China has gotten to another level. President Chakwera, you attended the inauguration ceremony of your general consul in uh, Changsha, uh, being the first African country to do so in the city of Changsha. Do you think such a move will boost bilateral relations and also trade? Uh, this is a great honor. In fact, when you have this kind of exchange of people to people, nation to nation, industry to industry, uh, this enriches not just people's experiences, it enriches their well-being to such an extent that when you say we are prospering, it is whole-rounded prosperity and not just uh, one single thing. And so for us to have these type of relations is a great blessing because we feel that as humanity, when people are able to interact together and able to share experiences, they learn to trust one another, they learn to love one another, they learn to respect one another, they appreciate that we may be different, but actually there's more that binds us than that which separates us. Mm. Mr. President, you just mentioned trade. Let's talk about trade because I have a data here. In year 2021, China-Malawi trade uh, almost reached 300 million US dollars with a growth rate of 25%. And uh, I can see that probably last year, 2022, the figure could be higher. Mm -hmm. What's your comment on the fast growth of bilateral trade between China and Malawi? In fact, our uh, goal would be uh, to have it doubled and tripled and, and quadrupled and so forth, and that uh, the, the balance also uh, would be there where we would export more, uh, just as China exports into Malawi, uh, we can export into China. And there's been protocols already signed and some of them already being effected. So we believe that uh, uh, the future prospects are much more encouraging. Mm. And Your Excellency, um, as I understand it, in December 2022, that's last year, a few months ago, right. China started uh, this zero tariff policy to 98% right. of all Malawian products uh, selling in China. How would this policy boost uh, your product selling to China? Actually, this will greatly encourage our people to produce and produce and produce more. In fact, as we add value to what we produce, we will be able then to benefit from this kind of uh, arrangement. This is one of the protocols I refer to as being a boost, a shot in the arm to say, you can produce more and we have problems with a foreign exchange, it's not going to be a problem anymore if we produce, add value, and export. Mm. Would you elaborate more on what kind of products are you selling in China or you expect to sell more in China? We expect, we, we're selling some, we're selling tobacco, we're selling soybeans and groundnuts. We'll be able to sell more because Malawi as an agricultural country produces lots of uh, stuff 
And so these would be some things we can start from and expect that um, as we tell farmers to mechanize, produce more consistently and of top quality, then we'll be able to uh, have them assured that whatever they produce, when we add value to it, it's going to benefit them. So we'll have a win-win situation because uh, uh, what we can get from China, for example, in terms of machinery for more production and mechanization of our agriculture, uh, then what we produce and add value to as we industrialize uh, will also give us more income when we export the same to China. To increase the capacity of your production. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, filling the, the huge demand in the Chinese market. Yeah. Yes. Because when people talk about trade, uh, they focus a lot on the trade volume mm -hmm. because when the volume is significant. That's right. It can only be significant to, to make sense, right? Yeah. yeah. So for me and for us, it's not just the volume, the quality mm. as well. So we must pass standards. And we have in Southern Africa one of the best uh, bureaus uh, for standardization. Okay. Talk about trade. Transportation is vital too. Mm. As I understand, in Malawi is a landlocked country uh, surrounded by other countries. And uh, how are you going to solve this problem, bring Malawi from landlocked to landlinked? Actually, uh, you just uh, used a term that I love to use. We are landlinked. And with Mozambique, uh, Tanzania, and Zambia bordering us, we want to make sure that we have a system of transportation like rail and road and air that uh, as well as uh, uh, using the water as you know uh, Lake Malawi runs pretty much uh, three-fourths of the country and so if we can maximize the usage of that we can bring in goods and services and we can send out goods and services including people at much lower rates than sometimes we currently are. So we are involved in rehabilitating rail and building a rail that runs across the country. And so we link up with Mozambique because on the eastern coast uh, from Nakala we have a dry port in Malawi with a rail that runs even through Malawi into Mozambique. So you have a rail system from Mozambique through Malawi to Mozambique and to the sea. And we are linking up with all of that. And so across Malawi, it's almost like a cross. Now we want to go with rail uh, from the central part of Malawi to the north because we have one going to the west to link up with Zambia and then to the east through Mozambique. So we want to link up with the line from Dar es Salaam that passes to the north of us. So when we talk about how Zambia, Angola, you know, and then Mozambique, or Zambia, uh, DRC, us, Tanzania, and or Mozambique, you can go from the Indian Ocean all the way to the Atlantic uh, in Southern Africa uh, with that kind of system. and then. Uh, from uh, Tanzania, you can go all the way to Cape Town 
but of course we want Cape to Cairo and then uh, all the way to Dakar, all the way to uh, Ghana, you know, uh, a system that makes it easy for us with the Africa continental free trade area uh, to transport goods and services across the continent. I can see you're very excited talking about oh, this, I'm uh, telling you. big projects. Yeah. yeah. From the 1,035-kilometer railway linking China to Laos, facilitating connectivity and boosting economic growth in the landlocked Southeast Asian country, to the joint China-Saudi Arabia photovoltaic project to harness renewable energy in the oil-dependent kingdom. The Belt and Road Initiative has come a long way since it was first proposed in 2013, complementing the development strategies of partner countries and building on their existing strength. The Belt and Road Initiative, linking the world in the pursuit of common prosperity for humanity. China has been promoting the Belt and Road Initiative jointly with other countries and infrastructure has been one of the areas that top China-Malawi cooperation list. That brings us to the next topic of the Belt and Road Infrastructure. I mean, uh, Malawi is also one of the countries that took part in the Belt and Road Initiative. Uh, what's your take on that initiative marking the 10-year anniversary? Well, congratulations, uh, you know, Marking 10 years is no uh, joke. It means that the journey that got started, uh, you know, is gaining momentum. And BRI, as far as Malawi is concerned, is again another platform that helps us build the infrastructure that's needed for us to really reach our uh, goal. We want to be an inclusively wealthy, industrialized, self-reliant country and BRI is like the kind of uh, catalyst yeah. that catalyst. gets us, yes, that gets us to achieve our goal. Right. Then I think many of the projects, the big plans you mentioned would fall into the grand uh, Malawi vision 2063. That's right? right. Tell us about that vision. Why 2063? What's the calculation and what are the, <laughs> the major achievements you're trying to achieve? Two things. 2063, you know, from the day we had self-governing self status from the British, 1963, and then we became independent in 1964. So 100 years. Ah, to mark 100 years. That's right. Second of all, Africa has a dream, a vision, an agenda, and we call it 2063. Ah. And so ours is a microcosm of the big dream of the Africa we want. And we want to be part of that so that we are able to take from the union and domesticate it for us with steps that lead toward that. And so we do want to be an inclusively uh, wealthy, self-reliant, industrialized nation, just like Africa wants. But we want to do it uh, by 2063. However, we realize that we have to take deliberate steps toward that. So we have a 10-year implementation plan. 
uh, we have a three-year implementation plan and uh, we then have a yearly uh, plan to make sure that we are not only responding to the uh, uh, SDGs, we are also doing it for our sake, not just to satisfy someone's uh, plan, but it becomes our plan. And then we say, let's do it. Okay. So that's, that's the vision. The country Malawi is nicknamed the warm heart of Africa for its warm temperatures and beautiful scenery, and also for the warm hearts of its people. Lake Malawi is the third largest lake in Africa and one of the deepest lakes in the world, making it top attractions for its unrivaled scenery. Also on your booth, I see um, a beautiful pictures of Lake Malawi. Tell right. us about the, the beautiful lake. And uh, I understand that tourism is also a very important part of That's Malawi. Right. Uh, lake Malawi might be famous in Africa, but not very known to Chinese people. Tell us about tourism plan. Maybe you would be interested to bring more Chinese tourists there? Yes, in fact, I'm glad that you visited our booth. Some of the things that we are putting emphasis on in terms of agriculture, uh, in terms of tourism and mining, you will notice the booth covers some of that. Yeah. So I call that the, an ATM strategy. But in terms of tourism, Malawi, uh, even CNN uh, sometimes will say that of the top 10 places to visit in Africa, two of them will be in Malawi. Wow. They will talk about the Nyika Plateau up north. Yep. They will talk about the lake. This lake, the third largest in Africa, eighth in the world, is home to some tropical fish you can never find anywhere else on planet Earth freshwater lake that is a great blessing to the people of Malawi. And um, it's on the Great Rift Valley toward the southern end of it. And so we believe that Chinese folks need to know more and more about this so that they can come. Our strategy is to build more infrastructure toward our tourism uh, places and then um, uh, make sure that we can challenge uh, uh, Chinese investors to come and uh, put up uh, hotels, chalets, and uh, the kind of infrastructure that will give them bit dividends because more and more people are coming and more and more people will be coming. And if we are attracting people from as far as China is concerned, we want to also make sure that friends like those would not need to pay visas when they do come. Oh, visa-free so, policy on the front. So we, we have embarked on a deliberate plan to make sure that we market Malawi as a tourist destination. That's just one of okay. two things that when I can mention. When can we ex ex expect a visa-free policy? All right, we can give it to you. Come next time. Okay. And then bring your uh, TV uh, where you could uh, uh, shoot places so you don't just see them uh, at the booth as, you know, do it okay. live. We'd love to. We will yeah. be able to take you to some game preserves 
uh, where you see the big five and you can go places that uh, you can't find anywhere else. Yeah, we'll be interested because Chinese people really um, appreciate natural beauty. That's right. Untouched, beautiful And places. we would want, and we're talking about this, we would want flights uh, from China into Malawi. Direct flights? Yeah. Let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's keep pushing on that. That's great. Yeah. <laughs> okay. What do you think developing country can play in achieving your own growth? You just mentioned you need to focus on your own growth and also cooperate within developing countries mm -hmm. to achieve a fairer and equitable um, global governance. Well, I, I, I think uh, you just stated it there. Um, uh, in terms of uh, a fair world, in terms of uh, us prospering together, uh, you know, when nations prosper together, then nations can trust uh, each other more. Because when you have disparities, and we see that in, in our own uh, nations, uh, when, when the gap is so big, um, uh, you know, nobody's happy. Uh, but we can all be happy uh, in terms of how we are able to share prosperity, and uh, there will always be differences, but the basics must be met. And so for us, as a nation, we feel like we must have inclusive wealth. We must have inclusive growth. We must not leave anyone behind. And it pains me every time when you see certain groups uh, not being able to make it. And we say, what can we do to deliberately have them included? And I believe on a larger scale, nations must also uh, think likewise, that uh, how can we help other nations uh, get to where other nations have gotten? Uh, how can we work together? Because uh, uh, like the United Nations uh, says, uh, let's not leave anyone behind. And so this is how we feel that um, as, as a common humanity, yeah. we must work toward uplifting each other and one another. I have to say, uh, what you said just give me chills because it totally echoes uh, Chinese um, government's idea of common prosperity mm -hmm. and also uh, development for mankind in a shared future. Uh, it's very similar uh, ideas. That's right. Yeah. The United Nations adopted the Sustainable Development Goals in 2015 as a universal call for sustainable development. In Malawi, hydropower currently serves as a main source of energy, but the country is investing in energy sector beyond it. Alternative sources including solar and thermal are all tapped into with the aim to avoid or minimize environmental degradation. This expo demonstrates, of course, traditional um, products, commodities, mm. agricultural products, cultural products, machinery equipments, like those bulldozers, lifters, cranes, <laughs> but also uh, for, a, uh, for a special area, they also demonstrate future technologies, mm -hmm. artificial intelligence, right. ESG, sustainable development, digital and green uh, development. Uh, as a developing country, how would you consider these elements during your developing process? I think uh, the, it, it's critical for us to understand that not only should we uh, work hard, we must 
work smart. And one of the things that we are emulating uh, China uh, is the ability to uh, use intelligence, to use innovation, creativity, uh, at the same time respect, you know, the natural habitat we have. That's the only one we have. And so climate change issues yes. must be taken seriously. Malawi has just come out of a devastating Cyclone Freddy oh. that killed over a thousand people, displaced over half a million people, and uh, put over two million people in, in dire need of, of, of food uh, because whole fields were ripe off uh, away, uh, whole villages were wiped away. And so for us, climate change issues are real. Uh, it's not something you just hear about or see happen someplace. And so we want to be able to build strong, to build, you know, uh, resilient communities, but to be green as it is, as it were. And so we want to develop a green Malawi. And, um, and so we must use the intelligence we have in order for us to make the place we stay at a better place, not just for us, but for generations to come. So let's not destroy the earth while we develop. Great. Yeah. And we haven't touched on this topic yet. So in the future time, uh, in your tenure, how would you see the cooperation of China and Malawi go? cooperation in every aspect. We just mentioned trade and investment. Yeah, we just mentioned trade but an investment, correct. Uh, I think again this people-to-people -people exchange, uh, we will see more of that kind of interaction and more of building humanity and understanding that says we have a common future, uh, let's share it so everyone has hope to look forward to it, yeah. not fear. So I would uh, personally look forward to visa-free policies <laughs> coming <laughs> soon <laughs> in the future. <laughs> I would uh, look forward to direct flights yeah. from China. Mm. I'm sure by the time you decide to come, we will have gazetted that you come without having to pay any visa. And That's then you great. can come with lots and lots of other tourists and investors. That would be great. Yeah. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time. All right. Maintaining and developing China-Malawi relations is in the fundamental interest for both countries as China-Malawi relations embark on a new journey with the Belt and Road Initiative. Cooperation will create new opportunities for the two countries, even for Africa and the whole world at large, and will surely benefit the peoples of China, Malawi, and the world.